0: Welcome to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and you're listening to Technically Speaking, where we explore the latest social media applications for the modern-day workplace and take a closer look into the rising field of creative technology. With us today, we have Kathy Cruz, founder and CEO of Cruise Control, Inc., and she's going to be talking with us today about how businesses can use social media to generate valuable sales leads. So welcome, Kathy, and thank you very much for joining us today. Glad to be here, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Let's get started with our first question. So can you just start off by telling us a little bit about your work history and your experience with social media?
1: Sure. I uh, spent my life in the car business, retail operations, (laughs) uh, managing car dealerships most of my life. And uh, when the recession hit, I kind of had to figure out whether I was going to continue running dealerships, which were closing up all around me. I'm in Southern California. I've been Mm -hmm. in Southern California my whole life. Or move on to something different. And uh, at the same time, I've always been a natural networker. And at the same time, I was, I'm actually a customer at a local BMW dealership, and they have very high customer satisfaction Mm ratings. So, I came home and I like to. I was working with Yelp back then. This is about six years ago, just a just a little bit under six years ago. And I I went to write a review and I noticed they had one and a half stars. And I thought, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, they've got really great customer satisfaction, but their ratings on Yelp are really really kind of awful. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did a mini market study of uh, all the BMW stores in California, and I found that all but about four had two or three or one one or two stars, really. And so that kind of brought me into the world of social and how customers were connecting with each other and sharing their their opinions. And so I could see then that there was not going to be a person inside retail operations of dealerships to manage this type of thing. So that's kind of what initiated me in mm-hmm. and then i um, I've got a friend that's got an internet marketing company and uh, so it kind of blossomed from there and I really enjoy how, I, I enjoy social media as a user as well, but mm-hmm. um, I really enjoy getting, um, I speak a lot and I, I have audiences that are kind of like, you know, on the fence about social and it's, I feel like it's kind of my, uh, my goal is to get them to at least open one eye to it and, uh, and, and see what the possibilities are because there's a lot of really great, great opportunities.
0: So could you walk our listeners through maybe an overview of how one kind of generates leads, sales leads through social media, and what the real tactic is?
1: Well, there's quite a few strategies. I always talk about having strategies in place before you take any time or effort or budget. Um, You know, it's marketing, and whether it's the medium of Facebook or Twitter or some other medium or a traditional medium like TV or radio, you always want to have a marketing strategy, who you're trying to reach... What are your goals? So with respect to like Facebook, mm-hmm. I, I talk about seven different strategies. And the first is um, have some clear objectives. Second is make sure you have some really great design, your timeline cover, you know, your profile pick, landing pages if we get when we get to that, I'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a second. but just having great design. A solid content strategy, this is identifying who you are as a brand, as a business, who what makes you different? Why do people buy from you? And try to be as unique as you can. Tell the story behind why you do what you do. Um, because people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Mm-hmm. So if you can connect with them with your story, awesome. Okay. And then the next step of, of content strategy on that same component is knowing who your audience is. Who do you want to reach? Who Describe who your customer is. Because this is going to help you when you're looking for content, writing content. These are the, the components of like what your audience is looking for, what interests they have, what problems can you solve for them, how can you help them, how can you be useful, So and entertain them at the same time. So there's content strategy. And then there's uh, promotion strategy. You want to be able mm-hmm. to promote your Facebook page. Strategies around that, obviously, with Facebook ads. There's engagement strategy. Who's going to engage with your, your audience that you're building? How are they going to engage with them? Because w- with respect to leads, when leads come, there's two types of leads. There's an organic lead that'll come just in the comments section of like Facebook. Um, and you want to be able to have have someone who's got some savvy uh, with respect to sales and and interacting with customers just as if they were in your store. So that engagement strategy, who's going to listen, respond, interact with your with your audience once you've built it. And then a conversion strategy which, of course, is going to incorporate. You're going to, you are going you want to be able to turn the people that are following you or that fans of your page into customers. And so that, with respect, like, for Facebook, you would mm-hmm. use Facebook ads, of course, and then drive people with uh, uh, an ad, drive them to a landing page on the campaign that you're running, a marketing campaign of some sort. Maybe it's just a campaign to grow your likes. But, you know, you could have contests and uh, coupons and um, just specific Facebook only deals and drive people to those landing pages and collect their information. And that's where you can actually, you know, generate leads. That's the more traditional with that two types of mm-hmm. leads, the organic leads that come in your feed and then the, the actual, you know, paid leads that you generate with landing pages uh, on Facebook. And then the last uh, of the seven elements is um, analytics and, and just measurement and measure what you do because you always want to see what you've done and how your audience uh, liked it, how they interacted. And with marketing, we kind of throw it against the wall. We make our best guess. We throw it against the mm-hmm. wall. We ho- Hopefully it sticks. If it doesn't stick, then we we figure out what will and we give the audience more of what they're looking for and less of what they're not.
0: So you mentioned uh, Facebook ads, which is really great because that was something that I was going to get into in one of my next questions, which was creating Facebook ads really help? And I think you answered that yes, it does. And then, but what about those sponsored posts that are featured on Facebook? Are those more beneficial for businesses? And since like the advertisements and sponsored posts are two different things, like what's your opinion on that subject?
1: Well, Facebook's done a lot of work on the ads platform uh, in the last six months or Mm -hmm. so. Well, they've continued to, but it's been really enhanced in the last six months. So there's lots of different options. There's you know, as something that's small, like boosting a post. Maybe you've got a post on your page that's got a little bit more engagement mm-hmm. than the rest, and you can boost that. That's for, you know, $5, 10 15 $20 or so. Uh, there's Facebook offers. Um, then you Then you can graduate into the actual ads platform, which can laser target to those people you want to reach in your particular campaign. I always talk about having, you know, if you've got, if you're a local business, you know, if you've got fans from all over the country, that's not going to help you because those people aren't ever going to buy from you. Mm-hmm. You want to target your ads to those people that are are in your local area that are the people quote unquote most likely to buy from you. So, so you've got that ads the ads manager, which is the the, the basic platform, and then you can graduate off to Power Editor, which is a Chrome app that you can even further edit and and really laser target to your most ideal audience. You can bring in a custom audience, a like a, a, a some sort of a email list if you'd like. And then there's Facebook Exchange, which is retargeting, which is um, if you're I'm sure you're familiar with retargeting where you know customers maybe visited your website, and then this has happened to me actually. i'm I'm on Zappos' mm-hmm. website, and like I go I go look at some shoes and then I go on Facebook and I magically see an ad for those shoes mm-hmm. on Facebook. So it's just kind of depends on it's all very valuable, just depending on, what your goals are, when you've, you know, again, I go back to that, set your objective, set your goals, what do you want to do? And if you've got a specific campaign, then it'll help you think about how exactly you want to run it and which, which option you have on Facebook ads. But they're all valuable. I, I'm just, uh, I, it's funny because the other day uh, we were doing a, a webinar wasn't the other day, it was about two months ago. We were doing a webinar, and most of my clients aren't on Facebook. I'm, you know, I'm, I sell to businesses, I sell to car dealerships mm-hmm. and, and automotive and things like that, and and local businesses. So those, those people are typically on LinkedIn. So I, I did a LinkedIn ad, and I got nothing. I got Zippo. I didn't spend a dollar. I, I put a lot of money available if they were to click, but it just got nothing. I, I wish it left me wanting. I wish that LinkedIn could increase their or enhance their, their ads offering. So just like Facebook has, because Facebook is just really done. And it's, I think for if you're a page just starting, you, know, you you definitely want to grab that content or write that content that your audience really is looking for. And you want to be able to grow your page. And the best way that used to be, you didn't really need to pay for anything to grow your page. You could get, you know, likes in different ways. And those, those tactics like putting signs in your store, putting uh, QR codes on things, putting, you know, putting your Facebook URL in other forms of media, like print media or something. um, Those all work, but not as well. That's a lot slower than when you use Facebook ads. Facebook ads, uh, in particular, they have a grow likes ad that works pretty well because it it offers up ads to friends of fans, and when the friends of those fans see that you like the page, then they're more likely to like to like the page as well. So if you're pa- if you're just a page starting out, I I would recommend not not going to be a ton of money. Maybe mm-hmm. you know start out with a hundred dollars a month budget, and and it'll it, it can get you moving, get get you some traction, definitely.
0: Perfect. So you did mention a little bit that just moving right along to our next social media site, which is LinkedIn. And you mentioned that for a webinar, you tried the ads, but they didn't really work. So if they're going, if companies going through and they want to cite LinkedIn, should they be joining groups that are related to their industry or what tactics can really help them on LinkedIn? Do you have any of those?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Create a company page for your business. You know, that, that always, um, it's always good to, I mean, it's free real estate. You create that but yeah, I think they're, until LinkedIn kind of, for lack of a better word, wakes up, I don't know. I I don't know what their exact, like, motives are, but I'm glad that they inter- they've they let people be more social on the site. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when you, I, I post to the site, you know, at least once an hour just to, you know, whether it's my own blog or, or someone else's content. And, you know, you can comment and you can interact with people that way, which is great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. The groups are the place to go. Find a group that is, and there's probably more than one, but join as many uh, that you can and that you feel comfortable with. And in those groups, there's, uh, you can start a discussion. And, you know, I see a lot of spammy stuff, <laughs> a lot of spammy, you know, uh, don't be spammy, but, um, but, you know, start a discussion around something that you, like your expertise, that, that shows your expertise. Um, I, I talk to car sales people all the time, you know, mm-hmm. they can go on LinkedIn and, and join some of the, uh, the groups on there that have to do with automotive and, um, and, and just, you know, ask a question that revolves around something that has to do with car sales and get people talking and then you can interact with them and show your expertise and your, tr- your trustworthiness. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's the best way to, to, get some, to get some traction on LinkedIn, at least in my experience.
0: Great. So now that I've asked a question about Facebook and LinkedIn, I want to move on to uh, the next popular uh, social media site. So Twitter, should companies be tweeting popular hashtags in particular to promote their accounts or promote their tweets? Or is there any different tactic that you have for Twitter? Should companies develop and build their own hashtags? How do you feel about Twitter as a whole? You know, as far as hashtags go, building mm-hmm. your own, I
1: I don't know about, you know, you don't really build a hashtag. The audience does. And so, but it's not to say that you couldn't. Mm -hmm. I would recommend it for something like a special event that you've got, you know, create a hashtag. I go to automotive events and there's some that I go to and they don't have a hashtag. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. really? I want to tweet about you Mm -hmm. and you don't have a hashtag, really. Really? like the auto shows. I've yet to go to an auto show that I can find with a hashtag. I think maybe the LA Auto Show had one, maybe, but they weren't broadcasting it, so I never found out about until later. So, but with respect, I think where you can, um, if you're a small business, this is just one component of of what Twitter marketing is, but hashtags, um, if you want to look at something that's, uh, again, going back to your brand, what you're about, you know, why do people buy from you and and think about a, a hashtag that might relate to that, and then go in and look at all the tweets on that, and then and then start conversations or just um, interact with people that are using that hashtag. That's a, a great way to at least get people to know who you are and see who you are. You know, we were just um, was just talking this morning about blogging, and um, we were talking about making comments on blogs and you know, if people see you make a comment, but especially the blogger sees that, they appreciate that you've made the comment, but the, their audience sees that, and and it's better than saying nothing. So um, definitely get in and, and utilize a hashtag. Um, I think taking hashtag one step further is Twitter chats. Mm-hmm. They're really awesome to grow a really, like, nice set of people to follow because you follow them and they follow you back and these are people that participate in Twitter chats so they're obviously regular Twitter users and who knows what can come from that but I found some, you know, some great people on Twitter chats. They're just awesome people. So, yeah, so, you know, and just going back to like you were talking about Twitter marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, the first thing you want to do with Twitter if you're new is start developing that credibility and trust with an audience so, Share some great content around your brand. Going back to your content strategy, you can use, you know, once you've designed your content, your strategy that you're going to use with respect to content, you can apply that to any platform Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, wherever you want to be, wherever your customers are. Um, as long as you have that strategy in place, then, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, what do I do on Twitter? It's not really a lot different. It just on Twitter, it might be just a little more uh, often that you would you would post some things and see if people will retweet your stuff. And if they do, you know, you you thank them and maybe get to know them. So start with that content. There's a couple of of pieces of little apps that you can use to grow followers too. That mm-hmm. you can just use to let you you follow someone and see if they follow you back. And I'd start there first, and then you know take 10 minutes a day in the beginning. It's tough when you're new. So just you know, kind of be respectful of that 10 minutes per day and use it to uh, interact with the people on Twitter. I, I usually, when I'm standing in line somewhere or wherever I'm just waiting for something, I'll put up my pull up my phone and I'll I use Hootsuite on my on my phone, the Hootsuite app. It's I just find it easier to to navigate things and I just start seeing who tweeted me or retweeted something and I'll just interact or thank people or whatever. So. Um, it's just one big, huge, massive conversation made up of billions of little conversations.
0: So just playing the devil's advocate now, what one might argue that social media is not a place to promote sales, promos, specials, different things like that. Rather, some people think of social media as an online place to chat about personal interests and, and that sort of thing. So what do you say to those people?
1: Uh, I think it's not one or the other. I think that it is a place where users go to talk about their daily... Their daily action, their whatever there is going on in their lives, certainly. But where a business, a business is, you know, obviously a business wants to make a profit, and you want to go where your customers are. So mm-hmm. your customers are on Facebook or on Twitter, and wherever they, wherever you believe they are. I always start with Facebook because that's where a lot of people are. So I've got a, a dealer, a car dealer, that uh, to this minute he just wants to publish content on Facebook around their they're an older dealership, Buick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the 60s when when car dealerships were thought of as places for people to go and congregate and race cars. They've got a pretty rich racing heritage uh, at their at their store. So he has a lot, a lot of pictures and content around that. So he just wants that to be a community for people to come and enjoy themselves. He doesn't do any Facebook ads. He doesn't do anything like to promote anything. And, and that's fine for him. You know, it's great if that's what he wants, great. But for me, I, I think there's, it's kind of a missed opportunity there because you don't have to sell. It's just, it's like anything else. When you're conversing with someone, they know that you sell cars or they know that you sell whatever you sell. You just want to keep reminding them that you do. And at some point they will be in a position where they're ready to buy. And mm-hmm. when that time comes, if, you're, if you haven't been reminding them and you're only just publishing content that's sort of like community-based, you know, you might miss the opportunity to sell them. And you certainly want to sell them something because they're someone in your community that, that trusts you and you trust them. So um, so I don't think it's one or the other. I just think um, understanding you don't want to be spammy. It is networking. I, I just had a conversation with somebody a couple of days ago about networking. Yeah, you don't want to publish, you know, you can't take like old traditional ideas of marketing, like blasting messages to people, and apply that to social media. It just doesn't work. People will turn you off in a minute. You have to have finesse about it. And that's where that content strategy comes in. And that's kind of what I do when I work with clients is I, we kind of work in that finesse.
0: <laughs> so what form of content do you find to be the most valuable for prospecting and how might you prospect differently through like a blog or a podcast or a newsletter or something that isn't really social media or considered like the big social media like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, that sort of thing?
1: Well, the content on that gets a lot of engagement on Facebook is typically if you're a business, a uh, small business, things that are obviously visuals. But I find that the pages that I work with, the highest engagement, is usually something around their employees. And it's something like their employees just doing their daily job and interacting with customers. And that seems to get, like, I've got a client that's got a uh, technician that rides his bike from, well, in Southern California, you know, <laughs> people try to stay out of their cars as much as possible. But he rides his bike from his house to his work every day, and it's a good 60 miles. And I don't know how he does it, but he does. And those, the pictures of him with his bike get huge engagement. Mm. People mm. like to connect to employees because employees are people like them. And mm. if they see happy employees, they go, oh, happy employee? Then I could be a happy customer. Okay. You know, there's not so much like the term prospecting isn't so much um, something that you could apply to a thing like a podcast or a blog. You know, I've seen leads come from blogs in the comments section mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what content is in the blog, uh, it could be you know, sharing something like uh, tips on how to winterize your car or something like that, or, or, um, or in my blog, you know, if I say something kind of provocative, you know, I did a post about was like the 10 things to stop doing on Facebook before it's too late, mm-hmm. and you'll get people in, in the comment section asking questions, and questions are always a lead. Uh, and if you're good at sales, you know that you just keep asking questions. And you ask the question, ask the question, ask ask more questions. And the customer, the potential, the prospect, can actually create the lead for you because in their mind, you're just you're just asking questions and they're answering them themselves in their mind. So I think that trying to drive a, a prospect with a blog isn't so much you're gonna that's not your goal necessarily. It's more you come from a space that I want to be useful mm-hmm. and um, is, are my clients uh, liking these posts? Are they engaging with these posts? Are search engines uh, noticing these on my site? You know, we we like to feed Google what they're looking for and blogs are a way to do that. Uh, Actually, probably the best way to do that. And podcasts the same way, you know, you want to get people that are going to subscribe to you that find your content useful. And, you know, it's not so much that you're blatantly prospecting or blatantly selling something, you're just uh, giving information and making yourself available so that if they do have questions, then they can certainly reach out to you and ask them.
0: Yeah, so it looks like we're on to our final question here. So do you have any final pieces of advice for businesses looking to use social media to help generate their sales leads?
1: Well, if you're a, a business-to-consumer business, so you know, you're know you selling to the public, mm-hmm. uh, I would get on Facebook ASAP, start looking at your content strategy, figure out who you are, Write it down, write down who your customer is, identify your customer down to the, the you know, there's, there's going to be different customers, not every customer is the same, but what are their interests? Some interests will overlap, you know, with, with another type of customer, type of demographic, but the, the more clearly you define yourself and you define those customers, the, the better you're going to be at what content to share and the easier it'll be to set some goals. And then use some Facebook ads to grow your page. I think that's, like I said earlier, you know, 100 bucks a month you, will get you some traction. Set a limit of three dollars a day uh, on on the ad, and and explore some of those other. There's the Ads Manager. You know, promoted posts are great. Uh, certainly, Power Editor. Uh, it's a little more advanced. Well, well, it's a lot more advanced. I shouldn't say a little. Um, it's not very easy, but um, that's where I would say if you're if you're new and you want to, and your business to consumer. With B2B business-to-business, business, I would definitely say you should be blogging. Now, business-to-consumer people should be blogging as well. But if you've only got so much time and so much budget or so much effort, and maybe it's just you—I don't know—maybe it's you and a few employees. Start with Facebook first, but most definitely blogging because that's going to—it's um, going to attract customers when they search for you on, uh, you know, for what they're looking for. Make sure your blogs are optimized with keywords that you want to be found for. And blog often, as often as you possibly can. I would say a minimum of once a week. But with B2B, you definitely need a blog. You definitely, you want to be able to, um, it seems like businesses that purchase, you know, obviously they're purchasing services and and products. They want information and they're not going to be, they're not going to go to Facebook for that. (laughs) They're going to go, they'd like to go to LinkedIn, but Mm -hmm. there's not really a clear way to do that yet. So I say, you know, polish off your your, uh, your writing skills and uh, and a lot of people are very afraid to write, but you can video blog. Um, but just remember, writing is just your thinking on paper. So if you need somebody to edit, you know, you can always find someone to edit. Um, but, you know, your audience is a little forgiving when it comes to that. You know, you want to have good grammar, but um, it's it's just how you talk. You don't have to be, in fact, you don't want to be Uh, very corporate with the way Mm -hmm. that you speak because it won't connect with people. So yeah, so if you're B2B, then definitely consider having a blog.
0: All right, well, that wraps up this episode of Technically Speaking. Many thanks to Kathy Cruz from Cruise Control, Inc. I would like to take this final moment of the program to encourage our listeners to continue listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email us at LGN Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick for localjobnetwork.com radio, and thank you for tuning in to today's program.